Welcome to the Art of Money podcast with Art McPherson. And thanks for checking out the Art of Money podcast. My name is Mark Owens alongside Art McPherson and Luke McCarty. All the information for the McPherson Financial Group. You can find it at theartofmoneyradio.com. Well, let's get to it. A lot to get to this weekend. It was a big story that came out over the past couple of days that about inflation. And it's something we talk about every week here on The Art of Money. Inflation now stands at a 7% year over year. That is the highest since 1982. I want you to hear this clip from Fox Business. They explain how the numbers break down. Food, a year-over-year jump, 6.3%. Huge jump in energy commodities and gasoline. 50% jump for gasoline prices year-over-year, folks. Utilities, year-over-year, a gain of 24%. Used cars, a year-over-year gain of 37.3%. Apparel, services, shelter, that is housing, that is rent. Everything was up. You know, all we needed was the last three seconds of that clip to say everything is up. So... Luke McCarty, when inflation soars and interest rates go up, money is sometimes moved away from risky investments. So how do you determine whether that's needed in a retirement plan when we're dealing with such high inflation? Yeah, so historically, we haven't had this bad of inflation or this high of inflation, right, since the 80s. And so, you know, when things like this happen, right, money becomes more expensive, becomes more expensive to borrow. And you have to think when the Fed starts raising interest rates, that's the fear of the stock market, right? That when, when the Fed raises interest rates, it means basically that companies that aren't making money, right, could still be a good stock. The stock price could still go up. But when companies that aren't making money, you when you own those in a rising interest rate environment, you have to be very, very careful because now their cost of production, their cost of borrowing money to try and make money goes up and it's even less likely they're going to make money. So what we've seen recently for the first start of this year is, you know, those companies that are your high growth, high tech have gotten hit pretty hard. Mm -hmm. I mean, the average stock in the the NASDAQ's down maybe 30, 40 percent. What's holding the markets up a little bit is, you know, your your Googles, your Apples, your Amazons, things like that. So, you know, we we've taken a different approach to the start of this year. We put out a, a YouTube video you can find on our YouTube channel. I'm just look for McPherson Financial Group on YouTube. And it kind of explains what we're doing and why. We made a couple of big changes. Um, you know, we bought Chevron, for instance. So, you know, as we see energy and oil and those prices continue to increase, you know, you're going to see oil companies and energy companies perform even better. 772-281-5223 as we talk about inflation here on The Art of Money with Luke McCarty. And, you know, you look at the headlines and you see that 7%. Uh, where inflation stands right now, the highest in 40 years. The headlines are very much in your face. The sky is falling. But Luke McCarty, talk me down a little bit. Is this as dire as it seems on the screen or is it stay the course, relax, take a deep breath? So 7% isn't as dire as it says on the screen. Uh, If we get to 8 or 9%, then we have some big issues. That Mm -hmm. means we can't control it. And I think part of the control factor is going to be the Fed raising interest rates, which they've said they're going to do this year. They said they're going to do it more and more this year. You know, the CEO of JP Morgan came out. I think I said in the last radio show, he mentioned maybe four rate hikes. Well, now he's saying five or six. So the Fed's going to raise interest rates to help inflation. If that doesn't work, we have issues. But if they do it slow enough, it shouldn't have that big of an impact on the markets or the economy. It's where we get the big gyrations of raising too fast, having to cut again, that's where the markets could see some trouble. And we're already seeing very, very volatile markets for the start of this year as compared to last year. 
Luke, you've said it before that sometimes inflation is something that we overlook a little bit, almost a mistake because we think it's high now, but it's eventually going to drop back down. But the decision to retire in 2022 could also affect your financial security. And there was an article in The Motley Fool that advises steering clear of three common mistakes. And Luke, I want to go through some of these mistakes that we see in retirement planning and get your thoughts. So one of those mistakes is not sticking to a budget. It seems very simple, though. It seems simple, um, but what we see, you know, most of the time while you're working and you're saving, right, and you build your portfolio up, right, you have a budget, but you have incoming money, you have a job, you have a paycheck, so sometimes you don't pay as much attention, right? Let's save here automatically, and then let's kind of spend, have fun with the rest is kind of what we see quite often, Mm -hmm. but when you get to retirement, now you don't have that W-2 income, you don't have that job, you have more time, so what do you do? I know if I didn't have to work today, I'd be spending money, right? Yeah. I'd be either eating lunch or shopping or, I mean, you name it, right? Playing golf. Um, playing golf, exactly. Things Swimming that cost in your money. non-existent pool. <laughs> <laughs> so it is difficult the first year of retirement to kind of stick to that budget. I mean, we don't want you to feel constrained into a budget because we're human too, right? We want you to live life, have a great retirement, have fun. But we do try to set up guardrails on the portfolio. Right. That says you can you can take income kind of in this range. Um, If the market's good, you can take more. If it's bad, you know, kind of kind of go back and forth on those guardrails to kind of help you, you know, have some freedom without sticking to a really defined budget, Mm -hmm. but not blowing up the plan either. So we're talking about some of the mistakes that we make in retirement from the Motley Fool article. Another one it says is withdrawing from a nest egg without thinking it through. How often does that happen? So a lot of times people kind of know what income we need to replace, right? Mm -hmm. Because they've been working with us. They've been a client for a while, or you just came in and we kind of give you some of those parameters and says, okay, when you retire, here's kind of what you should expect from a withdrawal rate. Here's what you should expect monthly. What really hurts that plan is if you're taking a monthly withdrawal rate and then you take $50,000 to help your kid go to school, or you take $30,000 to pay off the car, or, you know, if you take these big lump sums, if those weren't initially thought of in the plan, um, it could be the wrong time to sell, right? You're going to pay too much in taxes when you do it, potentially. And and now you've taken away assets that are producing income from your portfolio. So I'd say from, you know, the mistake of withdrawing your nest egg without thinking things through is saying, oh, I have the money, right? I have a $2 million portfolio. Let me just take 50000 here, 50000 there. Well, those start to add up, mm-hmm. and when you think of maybe 20 to 30% of that goes to Uncle Sam, it adds up even faster. Have you seen that before, Luke, where somebody has a you know, substantial amount for their retirement funds, and they keep dipping into it and dipping into it, and you have, kinda, you have to be the bad guy and say, all right, put the brakes on? Yes. Unfortunately, I get the title of, of the bad guy here um, <laughs> as the certified financial planner because you know I can tell you, and we can have discussions, but what really helps people see that and what kind of makes it easier for me to be the bad guy, to be honest, is um, I put the information into our software. So I create a financial plan for you, right? Here's what your financial plan looks like. Here's what happens if you do what you're doing, or if you continue to do what you're doing, or if you spend 40 or 50 grand on your daughter's wedding and you take it out of a taxable account, right? Is there a better place to take it from, right? What should you do differently? So we can map all that out. And then I think a lot of times when clients see the charts, the graphs, the numbers, it helps me talk through being the bad guy and try to help, you know, put the brakes on things. I hey, mean, don't, blame, don't blame me. Look at the computer screen. <laughs> yeah, don't blame me. It's it, it's math. It's the software. Um, it's the software. 
it's really complicated math. But um, yeah, I have been the bearer of bad news. Um, but there's also the flip side to that too, right? You know, some people who aren't spending enough money, mm-hmm. and I have to say, hey, you should be spending more money, or give more money away while living, or your beneficiaries are going to receive, you know, this lump sum of money, right? What What does your plan look like now that you're a saver your whole life, and now you're still a saver? So there, there's a flip side to both of those. So I can be the good guy or the bad guy. Uh, <laughs> Again, depending on the computer screen. <laughs> yes, yes. My my son is into the Incredibles. Yeah. So right now I am Mr. Incredible, which is uh, thank you, son. Thank you for calling me Mr. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have any clients call you that? No, you know what? None of my no, business. I do not. All right. One more real quick before we my get son, out of here. <laughs> my son is a client, right? He has a 529 <laughs> account. So technically he's a client. <laughs> he is my little tax burden. All right. Finally, last one uh, from The Motley Fool, one of the mistakes we make, assuming that you should file for Social Security right away. I always thought you did. Everybody's situation is a little different. Uh, Mark, our CPA, is going to be in here in a minute, and he's going to tell us a story about how he saved a client taxes by you know, not taking Social Security early and doing a lot of tax planning. So he'll have that story for us coming up. But, you know, assuming you should file right away, I mean, it's it depends what you're doing, what you're spending, right? If you have a if you have a period of time where you're in a lower tax bracket, right, maybe you kick the can on Social Security, right, because it could make you taxable. But kind of the break even if we're just being a simpleton is um, every year you wait to take Social Security, your mathematical break even is 12 years. So if you take it at 63 versus 62, right, your break even is age 75. So mm-hmm. you can just basically go up 12 years every year you wait to recoup the prior year of not receiving any income. So when you think about it that way, most people take Social Security early, but it may not always be the right choice from a tax perspective or from a cash flow perspective. That number is 772-281-5223. We're still celebrating. I know I am. Georgia, the first college football championship in 41 years. Go dogs! Coach Kirby Smart led the Bulldogs to a 33-18 win over Alabama. And I'll be honest, and Dog Nation still celebrating. Our guys have accomplished something special. As they say, they've become legendary. And I want that for them. It's not for me. And I know it's for the Georgia people and all that, but it's really for these guys who have given so much and I certainly appreciate what they've done. So Kirby, Coach Kirby Smart, got a bonus of $700,000 for winning the national championship. Now, that doesn't include making it to the national championship, winning the Orange Bowl, winning the SEC East. He got bonuses on top of that. So, Luke, let me ask you a question, though. You know, if we come into major sums of money like this, what are some of the first steps we should take to make sure that that money lasts? Well, for Kirby Smart, the first thing he should do is probably pay his taxes. <laughs> It'll probably be paid from him directly. Um, now, when you get an inheritance, it may not be taxable, right? You may have portions that are not taxable, portions that get a step up in cost basis. So you can sell you know, a stock or something for not a lot of gain, if any. So some of the first steps you need to look at when you receive an inheritance is, you know, what type of account did you inherit? Right. What's the tax classification of that account? If you inherited an IRA from mom or dad or grandma, or grandpa, you name them. Right. If you inherited their IRA, it is still taxable to you. So if you take a lump sum out of that to pay your house off, you could jump tax brackets. You could pay 25, 30 percent, you know, to Uncle Sam because you did the wrong thing and you pulled from the wrong account. Mm-hmm. Right. So you need to know what the tax classification is of your inheritance. And you also need to kind of slow down, right? Pause, right? The first thing we all want to do when we receive a lump sum of money 
is spend it or spend mm-hmm. some of it or gosh, you know, I really want to pay my house off, but paying the house off could take up your whole inheritance or half of it or cause a big taxable event to you that you, you know, weren't aware of or weren't thinking through. So seek advice, you know, look for help, look for an outsider to look at it and say, okay, I understand paying this off is important. Here are the pros and cons of doing that. I understand you want to help your kids do this. Here's the pros and cons. Um, And just get an outsider's perspective, you know, get a professional. Art and I help, you know, clients like this with this conversation all the time. So we've seen it before. We know the pitfalls. Uh, We know what people do after they get the inheritance and then come to us. And it's half or a third or even a quarter of it less than it was. Right. So I say just slow down and seek advice. That number to reach out to get that advice, 772-281-5223 to reach out to team at the McPherson Financial Group. And, you know, if you come into a big inheritance or a large lump sum of money, something that all, especially all guys we want to do is open up that little neighborhood bar, open up that beach bar in retirement. And Art said it before, don't open a bar. You're never going to make <laughs> any money. You're going to blow through the entire inheritance immediately. Yeah, bars, restaurants, they can work, but they work for a few of us and they're a lot of hard work. So if you do get, you know, a million dollar inheritance, is that, do you really want the new career shift of owning something like that? Or they're the headache. Um, Now they can be a good career, can be a good lifestyle, can give you and your family what you want. But when you get the inheritance, just it sounds fun and shiny and it'd be great to own something like that, but (laughs) just be careful, right? Seek advice. That's what I keep saying. Thanks for listening. Want more from Art McPherson of McPherson Financial Group? Find us online at artofmoneyradio.com. We are an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of financial and insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. Securities offered through World Equity Group, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services offered through ProStatus Group, LLC. McPherson Financial Group and ProStatus Group, LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by World Equity Group, Inc. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Investment financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. Art McPherson is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Arthur McPherson. Florida Insurance License Number A17 74725. Today's show has been a work of art. 